Hi guys, welcome to In Our Community Podcast, where we interview ordinary people doing extraordinary things in their communities. I'm your host, Coach Hitty from Resurrection Movement Studio. This is actually the first podcast I'm recording since the whole COVID-19 pandemic had started. So I wanted to sit down together with Coach Michelle remotely uh, and talk about a few things. Uh, one of it being how we are staying positive during this COVID-19 pandemic, what we're what we've been working on personally and professionally, and just share some thoughts on how we can continue to move forward and forge ahead, even in the midst of this difficult time. We hope that this episode will be uplifting for you guys to listen to. And listeners, I just want to remind you to don't forget to subscribe to our shows on iTunes and leave us a comment uh, while you're there as well. Let's get started. Now, this is, this is going to be strange. I'm not, I don't have my guest uh, right in front of me today. I have it via Zoom call. So if the sound sounds a little funkier than usual to you, uh, we're obviously recording this remotely from home. I am in my Big Daddy studio uh, from home. I have the Big Daddy mug sitting in, which basically means it's in my office space at the studio today. I wouldn't call it a guest and because it's like uh, we're just having a conversation. I'd say my partner in this podcast, Michelle Benjamin, is back with us. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Hedy. <laughs> There's a little delay. <laughs> She's clicking the mute and the unmute button, uh, but that's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get used to this. So, Michelle, I wanted to have you on today to talk about this COVID-19 pandemic, how to stay motivated, how to stay positive, all the things that we've just kind of been, you know, talking about when we meet virtually, uh, just share some thought with, thoughts with our listeners, and we want to talk about what we're doing to just kind of continue to uplift the community. Uh, so you want to just kind of start where you feel like is the best place to start? Sure. Well, I think first of all, uh, the most important thing to remember in any situation is make the most of it. So yeah, there's a lot of drawbacks to what we're, we're going through right now. We're feeling a lot of loss in, in our life, but make the most of it. Look for the good around you. Look for the things that are really positive. One of the biggest things, my family has been all together. We've been, you know, together doing things that we previously didn't have time to do because everybody was in all different directions. Uh, so that's a big thing for me uh, right now. As far as the gym, um, you know, getting to see all of these people that we would see on a daily basis face to face, but now we're seeing them through Zoom. We're, you know, talking to them, you know, phone calls, Facebook messages, Facebook groups, all of those things. Um, we're really, you know, just, just learning how to reach out to people in a different way. Yeah, I agree. There's definitely some positive that's coming out of this, um, this pandemic. And one of it being, you know, you're right, you have more time to spend with your family. The other thing that I saw is like the mother nature is healing itself, which is awesome to see. I saw a picture of LA uh, right before the pandemic, right before the closure happened in LA. And now it's like the sky is so much clearer, which is awesome to see. Um, the other thing is, it's like we really get to focus on our families and our own self. 
You know, it's like, I look at this pandemic and I think everybody needs to go through this stage of grief, right? Of like, yes. oh, like the sense of normal was taken away from us. So of course it's natural for us to grieve and you have to take that its course. Like, you know, somebody might be able to recover real quick and be able to kind of move on in life right away. And some people may take two weeks and that's totally normal for everybody to adjust at a different rate. But at some point, and I think we're getting, a lot of us are getting to that point now is we have to turn that corner corner and say, okay, like this is the new norm for the time being. What can we do to make the best out of the situation? And what can we do to continue to grow? Because, you know, the, the fact of the matter is we're not going to get this day back. We're not going to get this week back. We're not going to get this month back. So we don't want to look back in our life and say, wow, that was a really crappy time in my life period. It sure is. But at the same time, we could be doing something to continue to improve and continue to get better. So what are some of the stuff that like you're doing personally and what are some of the stuff you want to encourage others to do to kind of like continue to take care of yourself and continue to move forward in, in this difficult time of life? Right. Well, like I already said, and I want to back up just a little bit too. I just read an article the other day that talked about this is grief. This is like grief, what we're going through right now. So everybody is going to go at a different pace. And like you said, too, some people seem to adapt really soon, but also, you know, those people might feel it a little bit later also. So everybody is at, at, a, at a completely different rate with this. Um, as far as what I'm doing, uh, I'm trying to get out. I'm trying to do a lot of the things that I always said I never had time for. There's no excuse for that now. So, and I'm finding out some of those things were excuses. I did have the time. I just didn't make it. Uh, and now there are no excuses to mask it. So I'm trying to get outside more. I'm trying to do more, you know, spending time with people, like I said, reaching out, um, family that I would normally get to see. I'm trying to reach out to them. Uh, from a fitness perspective, staying active as much as I can. And, you know, I'm, I'm primarily working out in my playroom right now, which is a big difference from going to the gym where you have other people motivating you. And even as a trainer, the other people in the gym motivate us also. So, you know, we have to kind of step up our motivation level now as we're motivating ourselves more and clients who are still working out with us, uh, trying to motivate my kids to stay active. It's really easy for them with phones to stay on their phone all day. And I think it's great that they can reach out to their friends. They can FaceTime their friends. They can see their friends. So they have that connection so they don't feel the loss as much. But then there also has to come a time where, okay, guys, put down your phones. Let's get outside. It's a beautiful day. There's lots of things to do around here. Let's go for a walk. Go for a run. Let's lift some weights. Even though we might not have many weights, let's see what we have and what we can do with it. Things like that. For sure. I mean, it's you're right. Like the, one of the points that I want to go back to is the fact that like some people grieve at a different stage and we were kind of forced quickly to change. Like our situation was, we didn't really have initially the time to grieve and really feel all those emotions because we were so busy adapting uh, to this new norm, you know, cause we wanted to continue okay. to provide the services to our clients and we wanted to keep what was normal, quote unquote normal and, and kind of change the, change the, um, the outlet a little bit. So then we can continue to offer something similar to that because we wanted to maintain some kind of normalcy in our clients and our, our kiddos lives. And so we took that, but I think both of us kind of felt it like this week and the week before 
the sadness that we've kind of put off because we were so focused and driven to make sure all these changes happened right away. Um, and so, you know, like I want to be honest in saying like, we go through those too. Like it's, we talked about it, you know, Michelle and I have both talked about like how, you know, certain times of the day or certain days, it's a lot harder than other days. And even though in on screen, when we're running the virtual classes, we may seem like all happy and peppy, you know, that's not 24 seven, you know, there are times in the day that where we feel sad and where we feel like, man, we missed that interaction with the people. Um, you know, I've talked about this before, like, even though I'm an introvert, you know, it's hard right now. Even the introverts are struggling with this new reality of not being able to see anybody, not being able to go anywhere. I think as humans, we are social creatures. So we crave that interaction with others, seeing people and, you know, just like high fives or, you know, fist bumps or hugs, like those small things that really, really small things that we might not focus too much on. Like those are things that you miss as just human beings. Right. It's scary too. I mean, you know, I'll look at pictures and I'll think, wow, that was when you could stand close to people or that was when it was okay to shake hands or hug somebody you haven't seen in a while. So that's, you know, those are very small things that we took for granted. And then, you know, it's, it's, this whole situation is, is scary and you have to allow yourself to feel that and then move on from there too. You know, it's, it's kind of alarming when you go to the grocery store and all of the things that you normally buy or a lot of the things that you would normally buy are wiped out. And, you know, you're wondering when they're going to get back in and how many times do I have to go to the grocery store to try to find these things or what can I do to switch it up? One thing I do have to really say is I was in the beginning reluctant to all of the changes that, that first weekend, <clears throat> I was really busy that weekend and I kept getting emails from you and messages from you as you were starting to plan ahead and look ahead. And I was resistant. I was really, really resistant. And one of the things that I'm most grateful for right now is you and how you, you pushed us into, yeah. this is what we're going to do. This is what we need to do for our clients. This is how we're going to do it. Let's have a meeting and talk about how we can execute it. Because I don't know if I would have taken that big leap myself, especially so quickly. I'm, you know, I'm more of the kind of person that thinks things through and looks at maybe the reasons why we shouldn't. And you looked at all of the reasons why we should, and we jumped into it and we made the most of it, <clears throat> excuse me. And we learned as we went and it was amazing. And it was one of the things that has helped me to cope with this the most. So I'm super appreciative for that. Oh, thanks, dude. You know, like one of the, it's, it's one of those things that like, that's something that I learned because of my past. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not, um, and it's not, it doesn't come naturally to everyone, but I've, you know, I, I'm very open about like having a therapy therapist and having, a, you know, th the importance of therapy in general. One of the things my therapist and I talk about often is because of the circumstances that's been thrown at me in my lifetime in regards to immigration status and what I had to go through there, like adapting to change quickly is something that's just in my DNA. And you're right. It's a, it's a, it could be a positive, but it could also be a negative because usually I make changes quickly based on the situation and outcome that I want to see that I don't see the whole picture. And so I'm more focused on doing things quicker 
to change to the situations that's given to me. And I'm not very, initially I may not be detail oriented. And I think our clients saw that in this transition, uh, you know, with us starting with, you know, Facebook messenger, um, as a platform before we moved on to zoom. Uh, and obviously zoom is so much of a better platform to be able to offer live classes than the Facebook messenger. But I just wanted to put this out there quickly and I'm just thankful for my staff for being able to, you know, to adapt so quickly and, and willing to try it. I know you were hesitant, but you also still tried. And to me, like that was the most important part that like you were open to the idea and you were willing to try it out. And our clients are open to the idea. I was so grateful for that. Um, and like I said, like we talked about earlier, like different people adapt at a different rate. So we're slowly starting to see more clients come and join because now they're like, okay, like I still want to continue to move. I still want to train with, and they still want to train with us. So then, you know, we're seeing flurries of clients just coming back to our virtual classes, which is awesome to see. And I think it's okay. Like it's okay for us to adjust and change at a different rate. Uh, but at the same time, like we just need to keep this positive atmosphere up and, you know, and then be also open to the fact that like, Hey, we're not like always like this. We're still, we're still struggling, but we're choosing, excuse me, to focus on the positive and choosing to continue to forge forward because at the end of the day, we want to look back and be able to say like, listen, like we tried the best we could, right? Exactly, exactly. And I think too, this whole process is happening in stages. You know, at first they were saying two weeks. So we're like, okay, two weeks, we can do this for two weeks. We're going to set this up in the gym and we're going to make it work there. And then a couple of days out, we realized this isn't going to be two weeks. This is going to be a lot longer. So we, we've had to um, gradually move forward. And I think that's what's happening with people also, you know, at first with fitness, they, they were thinking like, Oh, we'll be okay. Or their jobs were changing too. So they needed to adjust to their new world as far as their jobs, their family, who is going to watch my children now. Uh, my hours at work have changed or not working, or I'm working from home and I have these little kids all of these things were happening in their lives. So now slowly as this becomes the new norm, we're all adapting. We're all, so we see more people coming in. We see more people saying, Hey, I'm ready for this now. All of those things. I, you know, before we go on any further, I do have to make a note, like, because we have a lot of clients who work in the healthcare fields in the front line, and I cannot imagine what they go through on a day-to-day basis. And it's great to see them in our virtual classes. And, you know, I always try to t- take the time throughout the day to just text them and say, hey, thank you for all you do. Um, but at the same time, I just like, I can't imagine what they're going through. So thank you if there's any health, you know, healthcare workers or frontline workers that's working right now, essential workers. Uh, thank you for all you do, because, you know, obviously it's, I, I can't imagine you guys are in the battlefield. And so it, it is awesome to see though, those clients just come on, pop on, even at 5.30 in the morning before they go to work to get their workout in. And, uh, and you know, I look forward to seeing them uh, to just kind of check in with them and see, make sure they're okay. Um, right. And yeah. I've heard from them too. It gives them something to look forward to also when they, you know, when they wake up in the morning and you're thinking about your day, you're not just waking up and thinking like, oh, I have to go to work or I have this 
person I'm taking care of or all of the stresses of their day. There's also, hey, I have, I have class today. And in that class, they're not just, you know, watching a screen. They're, they're still interacting with people. There's still conversations happening during the class or after the class, like with the coffee mugs, which has become one of my favorite things. I think about which coffee mug I'm going to choose on the mornings that I'm coaching so I know what I can share with everybody. And it, it just gives us a new focus, a new purpose. For sure. Now, what has been like a uh, greatest challenge for you going to a virtual class? Or what has been a surprising factor for you as we moved over to virtual classes? Well, let's see. Uh, <laughs> some of the, the technical things have honestly been the biggest challenge. One of the most surprising things is, is how smooth the transition has been. Uh, it's been, it's, it's been pretty easy to still coach as long as technical things are working, as long as we can see people, hear people. But now we're also at the point, like the day that uh, Zoom added passwords to all of the rooms and we were five minutes before banging and nobody can get in and I don't know that they're locked out and I don't know how to find out what password is. We did it and we all worked together and as I was texting a few people, they were letting it know and then when we figured out what our password was, we got that out quickly. Still had a great class. People were still so appreciative of, you know, the ability to have the class still being able to connect. And then later that day, we kind of figured out what was all going on so that we could make it flow a little uh, easier for the next time. So I, I would say the technical challenges have been the most difficult. If you're having a really bad Wi-Fi day, which we've all had, it's really tough then to try you know, just the, the speaking, the seeing people, your, your computer is freezing up. Do I use my computer? Do I use my phone? All of those things. Um, but as far as teaching, it feels just as comfortable as it did in the gym because it's, it's still like home. It's still all of the same faces and it's still, you know, one day I froze up and one of the clients said, that's okay. I could still hear your voice in my head. <laughs> she was doing some push-ups. She could still hear the cues that I would have normally been giving her through that. So, so that's really nice too. Speaking of Wi-Fi problems, listeners, if you feel like this is a little glitchy, I don't have a great Wi-Fi at home and that's been a huge issue. I'm getting a new service provider next week, uh, but you're right. That's been really frustrating, right? Like today, and, and I was thinking about this yesterday, in the world where everything is so uncertain and feels uncontrollable, one thing won't like it's almost like you don't have a lot left in reserve so then another thing goes out of control and you know feel like oh gosh i can't control this either it's like it the the stress of that uncontrollable factor is so much it weighs so much more than it typically does and i think you know like i just want to address this like i've had a lot of conversations this week strangers and to friends and friends are a lot more graceful than strangers even in email conversations um it just seems it just feels like everybody's on the edge you know and i just want to make a note mm -hmm. like of like let's be kind to each other and let's really think through when we before we respond because like it might not be not have been your intention, but your whatever you typed or whatever you said could come across across the wrong way, and it it could be it could be a little bit more hurtful. It could be the 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 knife could be a little bit more sharper than usual because 
it's everybody's on the edge, right? Like we have to operate with the understanding that like right now, kindness means so much more than it does. And, you know, it, it, it means a lot in, in, in a normalcy of life. But right now in the state that we're in, kindness speaks so much more volume than usual. Right. Don't you think too, though, right now, I feel like we're all almost at a level playing field where we're all at the same we're all at the same place. We're all learning together. We all share fears. We all, you know, before this, you know, we all had our own issues, but now across the world, like it's just unbelievable to think how many things have shut down. We're all just sort of, we're all starting at the same baseline. We're all learning at the same, from the same place. So it's created this, like I said, level playing field where we're all, there's a different, I have a different respect for everybody around me because we're all learning. doesn't matter where you are in life or who you are. We're all trying to figure this out together when you're at the grocery store, when you're taking a walk, uh, you know, all of those things. We're just, we're all in it together. We've all been kind of thrown into this together and we have to all rise together too. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, like, you know, I've been in touch with my parents who are in Japan where the pandemic is kind of starting to get bigger. So what happened in Japan, for those of you who don't know, is their cases are kind of low, kind of like South Korea's. Um, and they kind of gave props to the fact that they're mask culture. So in on typical day, most population of Japan wear masks anyways. So I think that helped to spread the disease. Um, and they took precautions, but they started to loosen up the guidelines and started opening public areas and they noticed a rise in, in, in the disease increasing. So they actually shut down uh, a lot of facilities. And so my dad, who is a walkaholic by, you know, by, by nature, and he admits to this, is now a couple of days a week working from home, which he's never done before. Um, and, and to hear that change and the struggles that he's going through is very interesting. My host parents live in Westchester County, New York, uh, less than 10 miles away from the epicenter of where like the disease broke out in New Rochelle. And so that's been really interesting to see like how, you know, and, and I'm a little bit worried about them because they're so close, but they're taking super cautious efforts. And luckily for us where we are, you know, it hasn't hit, hit us hard yet. Um, it's just like it, the numbers are low and it just almost seems like, you know, it's not real, but like talking to people who are just so close to the, the situation is, is very interesting and in us, it, it get, keeps us connected. And, and, and this, this virus is very, very real and it's very scary. And, you know, having, you know, people who are immune compromised or older, elderly, like my grandparents, in those kind of situations, uh, a little bit more scary as well. Um, Michelle, you know, as we are uh, wrapping up this podcast, you know the routine. I want you to share your words of encouragement uh, 
uh, especially in this situation. So I wanted to have you on uh, for a couple of reasons. One is to let the listeners know like, hey, we're going to continue on this podcast. I have a couple of interviews lined up for next week to bring in some local uh, business owners to talk about like what they're doing in this pandemic to continue to survive and thrive. I think thriving is a stretch right now uh, for a lot of local businesses, uh, but to talk about what they're doing in this situation, but also to kind of spread positivity. I know some people are not ready for that, but if somebody is just kind of like looking for that light, uh, I wanted to I wanted to give them an example of how we are trying to stay positive, how we are what we're doing to continue to push forward and not just like hiding the turtle shell. I've used this example of turtle shell a couple of times in these difficult times. You have a choice to hide in the, in a shell like a turtle would, or we can kind of expand our arms and say, Hey, let's spread kindness. Let's spread love. Let's spread, you know, all kind of the good feels because that's, that's what we need right now. So, operating from that, uh, will you share some words of encouragement to finish up this podcast? Sure. For everybody, no matter where you are, no matter what your situation is, there are positives in everything. So even with everything in the world changing right now, you can find good. You can make good. So whether it's with your fitness, we have virtual classes join into them when you have time even if it's one time a month join us you're part of the family join in um you know the dance program the dance kids still have their dance teachers that they can they can dance with a couple times a week all of those things all huge positives your family is together now hopefully um there's there's goodness that we see when you go for a walk it's it's becoming spring now the days we have more sunlight. We have warmer weather. Get outside and enjoy all of those things. Look around you. When things, if things are starting to feel scary, if, thing, if you're starting to feel down, if this is starting to become too much, just look around and find your positive. And then make the most out of them. Start setting new goals. You might not be able to achieve the old goals that you had. Uh, there might be some disappointments because of losses that you have in your life set new ones. You always can. You can, you can turn any situation in anytime. For sure. That's a great advice. And you know, one of the things that, you know, I've been talking about with my athletes is this is a great time to develop good habits. So, you know, and it's also a good time for reflection, right? Like there's a difference between saying you love something and really acting upon that love. What does that mean? So it means if you love uh, if you love to play a sport, you're going to find ways to be able to continue to train even in this pandemic. Even if your supply or access to the weight room or gym is cut off, there's still things that you could do, i.e., you know, like for example, our athlete sessions. It's offered every Tuesday and Thursday at 3.30. If you're interested, contact me and let me know. We'll get you in. Um, and also, it's small things that you've kind of put off it's, it's a good time to work on. So can you create a foam rolling routine or stretching routine that you can incorporate before practice, before games, when the season opens up back up again, it's a great time to examine that. You can also practice good habits. Um, if you are somebody's like, okay, I've been sleeping into like noon every day, but really I know I should be getting up early and starting to be productive because when life opens back up, back up again, the only time I have to train is five 30 in the morning. 
So then let's start practicing that waking up early in the, war, early in the morning thing. You know, like it's, there's a lot of research that shows the most productive people gets up early in the morning. Right. So then this is a great time to really start to hone in on that. Now, if you're used to waking up at noon, you know, waking up six, waking up at six o'clock starting tomorrow is a, is a huge stretch. It just probably won't work, but you have a time, <laughs> you have time to inch forward. You know, like if you're used to waking up at noon, how about on Monday, you're going to start trying to wake up at 10. You know, that's, that's a, that's a little bit easier than trying to get your mindset on like waking up at six o'clock. So you have time to be able to set a goal, right? First, you have to assess the situation, then start to set small goals. That's going to lead you to your ultimate goal, right? We've talked about goal setting before together, Michelle and I, uh, and we talk about like setting the ultimate goal and then small goals. That's going to lead you to your bigger goals. It's a really good time to put that into practice. The excuse of I don't have time really doesn't apply to a lot of us right now. There are some people that still applies to, but a lot of us have the time to be able to do those things that we've kind of put back in our closet and just kind of closed our doors with the excuse of not having time. And then for us, that's really, really real. But right now you can kind of open that closet and kind of like really sort out like what's important, kind of like what Michelle is doing at her home of opening every cabinet and organizing it any second she can get. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what my kids will remember about the pandemic. Mom made me clean the whole time. <laughs> But, but so that's a great time to like, not only can you work on, you know, those, those big goals of like, oh, I want to get in shape. Great. You want to do that. That's great. But like habit forming, working on improving yourself in different areas of your life. Those are, this is a great time to do that as well. As long as you feel mentally, physically, and spiritually ready to take on that challenge. Right. Absolutely. I, I agree. I see a lot of memes that disappoint me sometimes when I see like, you know, the jokes, um, you know, about, you know, gaining weight and how everybody's hair is going to look when they, when they come out of that. And I mean, you know, there's some truth to that. Our, <laughs> my hair doesn't <laughs> look great right now. Mine doesn't either. <laughs> but <laughs> it's okay. Nobody has a hairdresser right now. Very few people have a hairdresser. So it's okay. Don't let it bring it down. Yeah, there's so much good to come out of this. And we're all going to be a little shaggy haired when we come out of this. That's okay. Right. Make the most of it. You know, just because you lost your baseball season doesn't mean you can't go out and throw. It doesn't mean you can't go out and practice swinging. It doesn't mean that you can't, you know, keep getting stronger. All of those things. Yeah. You know, like that. This is temporary. Up, exactly. That brings up one more point. I mean, you know, like I feel for the seniors. I just, I genuinely do with yesterday's announcement of school being closed till the, you know, the end of the school year. I feel for the seniors in high school and college, you know, if this was their last hoorah, everything just kind of cut short and ended abruptly. I feel for them for sure. Um, and I think they can take the similar approach of like, there needs to be a time of grief. And just kind of let their emotions settle in and kind of work through it. That's important for sure. And I just want to let, and you know, if there's any seniors listening to this, you know, we're here for you. We're thinking about you. If there's anything we can do to help, we'll be more than happy to do that. Uh, on the dance program side, we're going to try to do the best we can to make sure there's an end to the season. Um, that's within our control. Um, but if you're a younger, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior student or athletes or dancers, 
you know, be thinking ahead. What can you be doing right now? So when this pandemic is over, you come out of this better than you were before you went into the quarantine, right? Because if you don't do anything, here's the thing, you're going to regress. You're going to be weaker. You're going to be less athletic. You're going to be less skilled. So what can you do to continue to improve in this time of difficulty so then when this is over, if you do something, you might end up being ahead of the curve, right? And you might end up inching closer to your goal. It doesn't have to be physically related. It can be mentally related. It can be about mindset. But what are you doing to continue to improve in this difficult time? Because there are things that you could always be doing. On that note, yeah, Michelle, thank you so much for joining me for the podcast today. And we just want to encourage you, whoever listening to this, forge ahead. You can do this. We're going to make it through this and continue to stay positive and be kind to others. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in person. And Michelle, we, I look forward to doing this podcast with you in person again, hopefully in the near future. Thanks for coming on. I do too, Hitty. Thank you. Bye.